school can be tough. We'll help you navigate some of the areas you need help with, including the college preparation process by providing advice for families. Every student is different and has a unique path. That's why we created this podcast. Our innovative and intentional approach builds confidence in the individual student. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests with techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. You're listening to Simply Smarter with hosts Caleb and Jill. Check out our blog at GetSmarterPrep.com for more college prep-related topics. Every student's junior year is pretty hectic. That's why in today's episode, we are going to talk about why choosing the correct ACT test date is so important. I'm your host, Jill Purcell, and the guy sitting across the table from me is the president of Get Smarter Prep, Caleb Pierce. Hey, Jill. How are you today? I'm good, Caleb. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's definitely feeling like hump day. Oh, yeah, it is. Man, I woke hump up this day. morning really hoping it was Friday. Mm. It is not. No, I'm sorry. It's that's not. Okay. But you're halfway through the week, so that's good. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, 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 the front, I was front loaded this week. Oh. My Monday and Tuesday were nuts. Yes. And now, just cruise. cruise I can make on. it now. Yeah. I can make it. Well, we had the April 2nd ACT yeah, that was huge. test date for all Kansas. And, and of course, that was, that was deferred from February 20th. Yes. Which yeah. was not a fun experience <laughs> for students and families. No. Or trying to balance and figure out what that looked like for them. Um, right. Because we wanted to continue to help them, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Darn snow day. Dang it. Come on. And then now there's the April 13th test date that yep. is quickly approaching. 10 days away. Yeah. Yeah. So we have so. a large number of students working for that too. And mm-hmm. then right into June. Man, that's going to come up fast. It really doesn't, <laughs> which is good. That's why we're here. Well, we wanted to talk about um, how, why choosing the correct test date is so important. We're going to get a kind of go over four or five different uh, pieces that we feel are some good points to go over so you can choose that right test date. Yeah, sometimes I think families... Again, we make so many things so complicated, right? Mm -hmm. But we try to make this thing a little bit too simplified and just kind of try to force things sometimes. So we really want to drive home the idea that, hey, let's find something that makes sense for your student and not overwhelm them more than we have to. More than we have to. (laughs) Junior year's already crazy. (laughs) We did it. not for today's juniors. Oh, my my goodness. They have so much going on, right? (laughs) I don't know where they fit their sleep in. And when I talk to my students, it actually is kind of surprising because some of them only sleep four or five hours a night. No, I need a solid eight. Solid eight. I'm there at that eight and a half. I'm I'm rolling with that right now. Yeah, it's a good thing my kids slept through the night early on because woofta. So true. Coffee. So, so one of the things that I want to make sure that we're, we're focused on as, as we kind of think through this this process of when to choose a test date, and and, and every student is going to be a little bit different, of course, and we'll mm-hmm. get into some of those details. Right. But one of the big things to keep in mind is the test date itself shouldn't be the focus. It's the time frame leading up to it. Like, what mm-hmm. does that prep time look like? Mm-hmm. Some families are out there as sixth and seventh graders, and they're straight up preparing for the ACT. Like, no. way too far ahead, in my opinion. Way too right? early. I, I think of just two or three years ago when the SAT completely changed. There were kids who had been preparing for the SAT for three years or four oh. years. And what a waste. Because so it, it was totally worth, worthless because yeah. the test completely changed, right? Yeah. So we generally kind of want to start about eight to ten weeks before a test date. Okay. Um, and, and we'll plan out what that actually looks like for each student, right? Mm-hmm. So... 
I get a lot of pushback, and we'll get into some of the actual test dates in a little bit, but there's seven national test dates test dates each year Mm -hmm. and then there's also the state assessment which they just added here in kansas this last year Mm -hmm. and that's for public school students um throughout the entire state yeah which is great because then they don't have to pay for that test yeah yeah, yeah. joe taxpayer pays for it but right yeah that's available to them absolutely does every state anybody and everybody not every state missouri actually did did it for maybe two years Mm -hmm. and they just discontinued it this year oh why? So you know why? I think just cost budget mm-hmm. budget concerns. Mm-hmm. So some districts still do it. So actually, there were a number of Missouri schools that their district okay, actually administered the test on on April second as good. well. So good. So the the thing to keep in mind is that don't don't fixate on the test date. So for instance, I happen to like the December test a lot, I which know we'll you get do. into down the road, right? <laughs> I, I just like that for students. I think the flow of the semester and whatnot, and we'll get into mm-hmm. it. But some people are like, oh, man, that's right before finals. Mm-hmm. Well, the preparation is in October and November. Mm-hmm. So you're finished with the ACT. You have zero stress from the ACT left when you can actually now prepare for your finals. Focus on your finals. Do really well on those. Yeah. Okay, good point. So I, I, I want to make sure that we're, we're kind of focused on that piece right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So it starts usually eight to ten weeks out. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to think backwards as far as dates sometimes. But say the June test coming up, that's going to start here for our courses yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I had I had some private students. Ten, we're 10 weeks out right now because I had some students that I've started with for mm-hmm. the June test right now. Mm-hmm. And then our classes began in about a week and a half or so. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, you really it. do have to prepare, look at your schedule and see, you know, what what's going to fit into your own specific schedule. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then there, there are two things that we recommend focusing in on uh, and trying to figure out what test date makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, well, we'll get into this in the details, but the two basics are the, the academics, like where are you in your curriculum, particularly right. with regard to math. And the second piece is going to be, hey, what else do you have going on in your life? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, if, what do you, what classes are you taking? Are you taking AP classes? Are they, you know, if you're taking four AP classes a semester, that's a heavy load. That's a lot. Yeah. Right. So. And and when do those tests happen? They happen in May, mm-hmm. right? So we want to definitely avoid that June test because you're going to not only have finals week, but you're going to have two other weeks of testing right. going on where you're going to have to really be focused. Right. So either focus on that April test or some some other test during that school year mm-hmm. that makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't force it. No. I mean, that Definitely would be, not. that'd be brutal. No. That'd be a brutal May for you <laughs> leading up to that June ACT. And also, you know, think about what you, what you have taken already or you're about to take. So if you haven't taken algebra two, which yeah. there is a lot of algebra two on the ACT, maybe wait until you've taken that to even start thinking about preparing for the ACT, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of our big drivers around here is making sure that, that students are going to be set up for success, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of juniors will be taking Algebra 2 during that year. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that category, definitely don't focus on a test date in the summer before junior year or in the fall of junior year. In fact, we actually recommend not even coming in for a practice test, establishing that baseline until November, December, January timeframe, just because you'll have a full semester of Algebra 2 under your belt. And that yeah. is a big portion of the exam. Yeah. Set up for success, not That's failure. Right. Yeah. What about geometry, biology, chemistry? So 
we all know that there's a science that section. That was a heavy sign. It was a heavy <laughs> sign. I have a love-hate relationship with that science section, right? You're right. Like I, I, most people don't realize I realize it, but I have a degree, an undergrad degree in chemistry. Super smart. Super weird, right? Uh, don't use it one bit <laughs> anymore, of course. But with it, like we see the science section, we get psyched out. It's all about science, right? Except for it's not. But it's not. There is zero science, really, on, on the ACT. So frustrating. I know. How do you prepare it's so for tricky, that? Right? Yes. It's about just learning how to how to approach that section, what they're really testing, and, and really focusing on, on the details along the way. Mm-hmm. And, and this takes me back to something that we talked about in a previous podcast. Uh, the, the test, the ACT, is not what students are learning in, in school. That'd be kind of strange, because... They are, colleges already know what that looks like. They, they're would. receiving their transcripts, right? Plus, everyone would do really well on the test. Right. Clearly. Right? So, we have to adjust to what they're testing, and it's just strange and weird and kind of uncomfortable. But if we approach it in the right way, it just alleviates all those stressors. And sometimes we can see some really solid improvements in that science section awesome. without even knowing any science. Mm-hmm. Right? The goal mm-hmm. isn't to become a <laughs> physicist in five minutes with a <laughs> physics passage. That would be impossible. That would be cool, though. That would be cool. We want to make sure that... We're, we're getting the questions correct, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what will fo- help students focus on. Yeah, so. awesome. So, yeah, so make sure you're not already packed with your schedule. Make sure it makes sense for yeah. what you've already learned or what you're going to learn. Um, yeah, I like I like those little tips. Absolutely. Like so then the other piece is, like, what else do you have going on in your life? Mm-hmm. So, if you, again, just to reiterate, if you're in Algebra 2 as a sophomore, hey, guess what? You have seven test dates during junior year that we would recommend you focus in yep. on. Find one that makes sense. Move in that direction, mm-hmm. right? If you were taking Algebra 2 as a sophomore, sorry, as a junior. Yes. Excuse me. Junior. As a junior. Then we would recommend waiting until second semester uh, yes. of junior year to go ahead and focus on a test date during that time frame. Yep. And how so many do they have? They would have... They'd still have February, February and April and June and July all before senior year even begins. Yep, okay. So, and that's kind of nice to get out of the way as yeah. well. So Sometimes it's tough to know what college, what, what your college list should look like if you mm-hmm. don't have a good score uh, and know how you're doing. Because if you have, we talked about some of our schools last week, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a 22, maybe TCU is going to be a huge stretch for you. Yep. Whereas again, getting into KU is probably pretty re- realistic, right? Yep, yep. Um, but we just don't know what that looks like until we have the actual scores on mm-hmm. hand. So. Yeah, Absolutely. What else? What about um, what about sports? Oh, so if you're yes. in sports, it's kind of the same as a heavy load. You know, you're right. going to have lots of practices, lots of games. Um, you know, do you really want to focus on the ACT when you're in the middle of a season? Yeah. It depends on the student and the sport because sometimes students are three sport athletes and they literally don't have a downtime or they're hardcore. And I've known some students who are swimmers and divers that Uh are just year round nonstop Mm -hmm. and maybe, but maybe club season is maybe a little less crazy than school season. Maybe you only have practice three days a week instead of six days a week. Right. So maybe we just kind of reevaluate on on that front and, Mm -hmm. and kind of, Again, pick the best of the worst kind of idea. It kind of takes us back to the, particularly the reading section of the ACT, right? The best mm-hmm. of the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, I know you played baseball yeah. and football. Uh, I did way back in the day. Oh, man. Couldn't tell it now, but <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so again, when I look back, I am I was part of that old school where you took it kind of one time and you were done, mm-hmm. and I waited until senior year. Now, a lot of families don't realize, but October, uh, the October ACT is the most... Um, taking an exam nationwide. Mm-hmm. And it's because primarily that's when seniors are taking it. 
Um, that's a little later than we would recommend right. if we have some planning and the curriculum is there and all that. Um, so we just we just want to do what's best for the student, and that's where we kind of target that. And, mm-hmm. and I would have had a tough time balancing it with all my extracurricular activities back in the day. Right. Yeah, um, there's so much going on. But uh, I, it's a, just a little bit different game this, uh, these days. Right. Um, you know, I was in volleyball. You were. And then I got cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was a sophomore. I really wasn't good, but I dropped. I could see you dominating the courts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that, you guys should have seen that look she just gave me. Oh, boy. Okay, so in college, though, I was an intramural volleyball champion. And that sounds right. I know. I was with my, well, I don't even know if we were engaged at the time, boyfriend slash fiance. All right. And um, his friend, and the friend was 6'9". <laughs> so... <laughs> That doesn't you know, hurt. Stack your team a little bit. You know what I mean? I like it. Okay. That's moving awesome. on. What about so, extracurricular activities? Oh, so we yeah. talked about sports and academics. Find what fits for you. But there's so many extracurricular oh, activities yeah. for from, high from schoolers nowadays. Clubs or leadership or, mm-hmm. and again, these are things we encourage our students to be a part of. Right. Musicals. Musicals. Mm-hmm. Band. Mm-hmm. Mar- I mean, I was in, again, I was in everything. So I had marching band it's going called on. called being well-rounded, Caleb. <laughs> I was in the musicals and the pits. Like, I always had something going on. And I know students are kind of that same way uh, these days. So we just want to, again, try to avoid those times where we're just going to put an undue burden and something's going to suffer because Mm -hmm. your students are just too busy. And it could be sports. It could be academics. It could be the test. And maybe they're just not focusing on on what they need to do to get the score that Mm -hmm. they need or want. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you, in your opinion, do you think students should maybe not go out for this club or not be part of this spring musical because they're maybe wanting to take the April test or I would work I would personally work around the things that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. right the ACT is important don't get me wrong but I also think students need to find their passions Mm -hmm. and things that they love and and, and actually be involved with those so I would I would find a test date and that works or mm-hmm. generally works and go from there. Right, right. You know what's coming up? Prom. Oh, it is. In this weekend. This weekend? Yeah, for a lot some? of my students are taking it th- oh, or have it this okay. weekend. Did you go? Oh, I did. <laughs> I went twice back in the day. Yeah, of Junior course. year, junior, senior year, junior, right. Senior, yeah. Um, my senior year, I was in charge of prom because I was senior class president. Oh, man. And we had it at the National uh, History Museum. Oh. Cool. In downtown Denver, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, it was really that'd cool. be awesome. That would be really cool. Yeah, I went. I yeah. went three times. I was invited as a oh, sophomore shoot. to like you a smaller cool. school. You were way cooler than me. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then junior and senior, it was fun. I always had a good time. Okay, so this is something that we did that was a little bit different than most schools. I think to me it was normal, but then when I started talking, you know, just to different friends in college and outside of, you know, growing up here and whatever, um, they're like, "What? I've never heard of that before." But we had a grand march. A grand Is it march. like a smaller school? <clears throat> so like going thing? into the venue, like the gym or wherever it so, is? So, like, yeah, we had like this... Yeah, like and everybody's this, taking pictures and... Yeah, you'd kind of... You'd go on the stage and the stage hmm. was all decorated. And you'd, you'd walk down with your date and they would announce you. 
I've heard of this. It was embarrassing to me because everyone was, you know, everyone's looking at the couple walking down the stage. And then you just hope that you would get, you know, like the, a good song to walk down to. Right. Yeah. Oh. And if what you got a crappy song. Do you remember like, any of the songs? Man, darn it. Little Mariah Carey. Oh, that would be a good one. That would have been um, I feel like Gavin DeGraw would have been really good okay. to walk down to. Okay. You know? Man, we're dating ourselves, aren't we? I, yeah. But, I mean, anyway. So, so those extracurricular activities. <laughs> what about, um, what about, like, talk about deadlines yeah. for scholarships, for college admittance. Absolutely. So, talk about those a little bit. So, some students really do feel like they're way behind the eight ball if they haven't taken a test um, by the end of, let's say, fall of junior year. Oh, right? Okay. You still have so much time. Yeah. College applications don't even come open until at the earliest is usually August 1st. Okay. Right? So you can't even do anything with your score until that date. Mm-hmm. So even if, the, if, even if you wait until the July exam, you're going to have your score back before August 1st. Yep. In which case, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Even from the earliest, earliest, earliest option of even applying. Yeah. Now, deadlines don't even actually start beginning until the earliest I've ever seen are kind of that October 15th. Okay. And November 1st and November 15th are, are very typical uh, deadlines for early action early and early action. decision. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. What is okay. the difference between early action and early decision? So early action is not binding, mm-hmm. right? So it uh, depends on the school, but usually you, you you apply early action to just one school. Mm-hmm. But if you get accepted to that school, you don't legally have to go there. Early decision is kind of hardcore. A lot of schools have moved away from early decision, but mm-hmm. you apply early decision and... You're you're kind of bound to you it. Have to go if, there. if you get in, you're bound to it. Right, mm-hmm. right. So if you if you apply for five different schools, but one of them is an early decision, you basically have to go there. Yeah. So do, do students apply for five schools if they if they apply to one that is early de- decision? I mean, would that make sense? Yeah, it still makes some sense because if you don't get into the school that's early decision, and usually when students are applying to schools that are that are ED, they're usually pretty highly selective. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get into them. Mm. So you're really trying to set yourself up. Acceptance rates are usually a little higher for er- for early uh, decision than regular decision okay. in January. Um, so it, there's some pros and cons there. Maybe some le- a little bit less scholarship money if that's some concern. Yeah, they usually offers less money yes. for ED or yeah. e- or EA students. So be aware of that. Um, but again. Coming, coming back to our hometown here, KC, like there aren't any schools right in our immediate area that have early action or early decision okay. requirements, right? Okay. So the, there are some scholarship deadlines. So like KU, their deadline is December 15th, mm-hmm. or at least it was this year. And so for, for students, that means if you take the December test, you're not going to get your scores no. back in time for that. Mm-mm. So you, you need to be completely done by October of senior year. That would be the final AC Ideally test during junior take. year, like we talked about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that October death test date would be your deadline. Yeah, because we got to get those scholarships in there. So what about, let's talk about a, su- excuse me, a super score. There's so many S's in that word. No, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tricky one on this hump day. should be a GRE one. <laughs> so, yeah, super score is something that a lot of families either know a lot about or they know nothing about, right? There's like Black no middle ground in right. that one. Right. So, super scoring is when a student takes the test more than one time mm-hmm. 
and they will take the the best of each subscore. So maybe maybe the English and reading are higher on one test, and then the student decides, I want to take it again. I mm-hmm. think I can improve in these other sections, and then you really jump on that math and science, and those scores go higher than they were before. Mm-hmm. But maybe that English drops a little bit. That doesn't matter because yes. school, some schools will super score and they'll take those best subsections. It kind of feels like cheating. It, it kind of does. To be honest, coming from an enrollment background, I have no idea why co- every college doesn't just do super scoring, mm-hmm. right? When you're comparing two schools and one super scores and one does not, the average scores are clearly just going to be higher right. because of that extra bonus piece, right? Right, right. So uh, be, be cautious when you're looking at schools and you're looking at those rankings because sometimes... You're not really comparing apples to apples in mm-hmm. there. But not every college super scores. So You're let's correct. take a look at some of the, the ones that do there. And, and they are more selective schools. Some, yeah, oftentimes, right? oftentimes. So I think the most curious case and that I've come across is the University of Arkansas, mm-hmm. right? So everybody thinks that they know best. And this is a good example. So for college admission, uh, University of Arkansas will not super score your ACT. But the financial aid office will super score your ACT. What? So even within the same institution, they're using two different policies in, in how they're looking at ACT scores. And and you'll see that as you're going as you're looking at ten different schools, they may have ten slightly different ways of of approaching mm-hmm. your application process and even looking at your ACT scores. So some of the other really popular ones uh, that, that we're hearing a lot these days are not too far away, very selective school over in St. Louis, Washington University or Wash mm-hmm. U. Mm-hmm. Um, they super score. Uh, TCU, SMU, they yep. super score the ACT. Duke, um, Boston College. Yeah, exactly. Some good ones. Yeah. So, yeah. so if... They may not have the term super score on the website, on the college website, but feel free to reach out to their college admissions professionals or mm-hmm. kind of look at their policy and maybe they, they outline it and use different wording. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else would they say? They'll, they'll say something about like combining sub, like mm-hmm. subscores or combining okay. multiple test dates or something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. But just double check. Yeah, double check. Don't ever assume that colleges will super score. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's not a safe assumption. So is it, is it it's to the advantage of the student, say, go back to the University of Arkansas to accept one ACT score for admissions and then for scholarships accept a super score. Yeah, for scholarship reasons, yeah. yeah. So a student could literally have a 21 or 22 as a high score, mm-hmm. but they could get a 24 super score, depending on what those subscores yeah. look like. And then get to that higher And then you get that additional scholarship money, yeah. right? Yeah. You get 70% off out-of-state tuition. Yeah, I don't that's hate huge. that. That's I not, love it. Not the worst. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good for the student. I like it. So what else? What else do we have today? So we've covered academics, sports, extracurricular activities. Make sure your deadlines and your scholarships are going to align with the test date as well. Um, And really just kind of, you know, take a look at your your junior year, senior year. Um, Maybe start, what, at the end of your sophomore year and kind of just look at at the year. Look look out and see what, you know, what you're going to have, what you're going to be involved in. um, Mm -hmm. And then kind of plan it out before then. Usually eight to ten weeks Mm -hmm. for ACT prep. Absolutely. And, and we'll help kind of guide a family. Mm-hmm. Each, individual, each individual family is going to be different. Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of help them figure out what that particular test date looks like for their, for their particular situation. I also want to throw out, and I don't think I said this earlier. Stop me if I did. I will. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so we, we actually recommend that students take the test one time and be done with it, right? right. Like, why drag this out over months and months and months? You don't want to study for six months for one right. test? Yuck. 
so <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to be saying that. Ew, like, yucky. The, hey, we want people to come in a hundred times, right? right. Now we we generally want what's best for the student. Mm-hmm. So t- try to put your best foot forward whenever you take an actual official test, and just be done with it. Yeah, now that what, makes sense. Now the thing that's challenging is that students will see it. An improvement, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh, my goal score just changed, right?" <laughs> and the goalposts sometimes move, so right. we have to be cautious on that too. Because again, if you start burning yourself out and you're going for four, five, six, seven, eight months with the ACT, oh, like some families kind of do, yeah, it, it's you usually doesn't turn out very well. Okay, so statistics show uh, that students who take it more than three times typically either hit a plateau mm-hmm. or they start um, they start declining in their scores. So okay, yeah. that's yeah. not cool at all. And again, come in and take a practice test uh, through Get Smarter Prep every Saturday at both locations. Correct. Um, we can, you know, it's just beneficial in so many ways, right, Caleb? Absolutely. It just allows us so many more opportunities. Make sure that we're, we're building out a plan that makes sense for the student. Yeah. And you can sign up online at GetSmarterPrep.com. Very good. Great. Well, I think this kind of wraps it up for our third podcast, I know, right? number three. We're on a roll. Lucky number three. I love it. Thanks for listening to the Simply Smarter Podcast with Caleb and Jill. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our blog at GetSmarterPrep.com or subscribe to the podcast to hear us talk about all things ACT related. Join us next week as we break down all four sections of the ACT and compare those to the SAT test.